the Harvard Business Review in its article Talk About Privilege at Work last August 2021 said, everyone has some level of privilege and it's important to be open about these issues at work. How do you make it constructive? First, acknowledge that privilege does not mean you've been born with a silver spoon in your mouth. It means that certain parts of your demographic makeup have created advantages for you that others do not have. Second, encourage people to think about their own teammates' privilege and how it changes in various situations. Finally, explain that talking about these issues is the first step to addressing inequities. So we find those three recommendations really laudable and we believe it's brilliant. But what if you are the person who doesn't have privilege? What do you do then? I'm delighted that today we're joined by Jack Bassey, a director at NatWest Bank, to talk about how he hacked privilege and how he now shares with people in his community about hacking privilege. Jack's been a client of mine for about a year now, and I'm really thrilled that he's come on our podcast to share his learnings about how to hack privilege at work if you happen to be the person who doesn't have privilege. Welcome to the Privilege Eruption podcast, a podcast by Belonging Pioneers and Culture Lab Consultancy about the questions and ideas around the hidden barriers to achieving our diversity, equity and inclusion goals at work. This is where we erupt the constraining impact of privilege and explore new possibilities in the context of shared power and purpose. This is where we explore and test out ideas with amazing guests who've done or are doing the work. Jack is going to share with you on this podcast a number of tips for hacking your privilege. But actually, there is very little data about the impact of privilege at work and how that causes inequity, how that slows down your environment, social governance programs, and how it gets in the way of really implementing diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives and achieving your goals. So please support us, help us to increase this body of knowledge through our research. We have a very simple survey for you to complete online. The link is in the show description, the show notes. So please do take a look there, click on the link, give us 20 minutes of your time. You'll be making a massive contribution to how privilege is understood in the workplace and how it is at the skinny edges of what gets in the way of achieving what you want to achieve in your organization. And so we can start to look at then how do we steward privilege more effectively? What do we need to do to stop privilege getting in the way of progress around ESG and DEI? Welcome to the Privilege Eruption podcast with me, Ishreen Bradley, Chief Inspiration Officer at Belonging Pioneers. And me, Kami Nuttall, founder of Culture Lab Consultancy. Privilege is a conundrum that dilutes the culture of fairness at work. And as a leader, you recognize that your organization has more to do. 
You want to create success through connection and belonging, and you're unsure about how to make it happen. Now, the Privilege Eruption podcast is where you have the opportunity to evolve breakthrough thinking about the impact of power, privilege, and purpose, and how that shows up at work. And in these podcasts, you will gain the courage and confidence to realize a culture of inclusion for all. Welcome, Jag. Thank you, Cammy. Jag, I'm so hi, hi, Jag. I'm really grateful. I feel actually privileged that you have joined us for this podcast. Um, you know, I've had such a pleasure working with you at Nationwide, and um, really admire you and the work you do. And I love what you're going to share with us about hacking privilege. I can't wait for everybody to hear what you're about to say. Excellent, Ishreen. I'm looking forward to, to it too. Yeah, so so Jag, I, I see your your black country born. You've you've written it here on your on your your when you've described yourself and lived in and around London for twenty five years. Your second generation of Punjabi descent and Sikh heritage. I I resonate with that because I am too. Uh, first British born in your family, comprehensive education, first in family to go to university. Wow, so so you've probably got some really interesting experiences and stories to share with us today. I guess so. And do you know what? I, I don't normally include that in my bio. Normally when I write my bio, it's always very professional. It's very work focused. But for the purpose of this podcast, I felt that I needed to include something in there that demonstrated that I hadn't come from a background with a silver spoon in my mouth and mm-hmm. hadn't had all of the trappings of privilege to I maybe provide a little bit of authority, possibly. Mm-hmm speak about it but but I do want to say that you know privilege is a an experience of privilege is a really personal thing and there is no one size fits all for everybody so mm. you know when I talk about my experience I don't I want to make sure that everybody's really clear I don't think it negates anybody else's experience and it is totally acceptable for people's experiences to be very very different and to arrive at very different conclusions yeah. about how they deal with privilege yeah yeah. I, yeah I really appreciate you sharing that Jag because it's an inspiration for everybody who has a similar situation that they're dealing with, which is a lot of people actually have mm. some kind of, um, you know, not privilege. And uh, to be able to hear from somebody who's had that and overcome it and to have the benefit of the strategies you use to overcome whatever might have been in the way out of that circumstance I think is a real gift so really thank you yeah yeah really really um, excited for this conversation and you know the, f- from my point of view I've, I've always struggled with this concept of privilege so you know I'm really interested in understanding um, and I suppose this is why I'm so interested in it because everyone's experience is slightly different when we think about privilege the number of people I've heard say I don't have any privilege and perhaps I've also been guilty of that statement in my time. Um, you know, what is this thing called privilege? What do we mean by it? So, Jack, maybe you could sort of give us some insight or from your from your perspective. I guess privilege, the way I've always thought about it, is the doors and opportunities that are opened for you mm. that have no relationship to your essential ability skills or ambition or drive Mm -hmm. or motivation so there'll be doors that are open to you just because you belong to a particular group Um, 
And I guess I became really sensitive and aware of the word privilege because I hadn't really thought about it um, in the early part of my career at all. Mm-hmm. But I became very, very sensitive to it um, when um, many of my white colleagues at work started to talk about the burden of white privilege. And I've always found that very difficult, actually, because I, I've, I've found some of the recent conversations about privilege in that context as maybe not being constructive, not actually being focused on positive outcomes and actually giving people um, some sort of weight that they have to carry that actually they had no control over because let's not forget you know being born into a position with no privilege uh, comes with about the same amount of choice as being born with a silver spoon in your mouth nobody chooses some of the outward appearances of who they choose to be and I guess um, I guess the ones that come to mind straight away are you know the really visible things about you know getting privilege and they are you know uh, ethnicity uh, race gender um, age maybe even um, but but there are also I think increasingly other elements of uh, identity that drive privilege yeah yeah Ishreen, what do you think about this I know you've 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 thought very deeply also about you know this thing called privilege and this whole whole series is about privilege. <laughs> yeah, well, it is, and it's about how you can achieve social justice for yourself and for others, right? So, um, for me, the thing about privilege is that we all have it. Whoever we are as a human being, there is some aspect of our life where we do have privilege, and there may be aspects of our lives where we don't have privilege. So... Uh, For example, for me, I could consider myself as not having privilege out of being brown, South Asian, Muslim, single mother, um, you know, like that. But then I have privilege over, if I was, for example, living in the United States, there are at least half of the states, I believe, in which somebody who's trans or homosexual or gay could be legally fired and the employer doesn't need to give any reason for it. Mm. So if I was working there, I would have privilege over my colleagues who are gay or trans. And I could then choose about what I do with that. Do I have that privilege as a burden? Do I carry it as a burden? Or do I accept that that's the way it is? And, you know, what can I do? Or do I actually campaign for their their benefits and for them to have the same rights as I have. Yeah, I, um, I that totally resonates with me. I think um, being having the the privilege to be able to change and fight for social justice um, is is an opportunity that nobody should ever shy away from. Should never turn your back on uh, get, achieving that you know position should be you know a great opportunity to be able to start to change the position for many of those who are less um fortunate than you i mean i've spent a, a bit of time thinking about um you know i'm a very rational logical scientific individual um and for me you know whenever i see something i try to get to the you know underlying roots of what it is and privilege is a is a modern social justice term that we are all familiar with but but i think at its heart it has some even more fundamental roots and those roots kind of go back into our stone age brains and they mm. have an evolutionary past to them mm. there, there, there are numerous studies that demonstrate um, the kind of 
kin, kin selection in evolutionary biology where you as an individual will care after those people in your family with whom you are genetically related more um, and sometimes even to your own detriment because you feel that protective about them and then of course that extends to um, broader than just kind of kinship selection we get you know theories of group selection mm -hmm. so when you belong to a tribe or a uh, a, a, a faction a, a unit of people that or that identify in one particular way and that might be a country it might be a football club it might be mm -hmm. your ethnicity it might be any of those things it, it it had its roots in you know early human history because it had it served a purpose it helped large groups of people come together with a shared bond but inevitably the dark side of that is is that when you favor people that are part of your group you inevitably disfavor those that are outside it so it does create this um this concept of us and them and as much as we all try to be fair, equitable, open-minded, mm. those, those traits are hardwired in us and we have to fight actively to ensure that we are not doing that. So I always see privilege as being a, an artifact, a manifestation of something far more ancient, something that we've lived with for tens of thousands of years, but in modern society, of course, it manifests in a, in a different way. Yeah, I really like that. Really, it, you know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about um, how we talk about affinity bias, right? So we talk about unconscious biases and the different types of biases that exist. The the affinity towards others, what you've talked about is privilege as connection, that shared bond. Yeah. So, Jack, as you were speaking, do you know, it reminded me of um, my privilege and how it's impacting me now that I'm studying the subject more. You know, I was, um, I'm from a family who would describe themselves as colonialists and loving the queen and the empire and so forth. And my family benefited from that. Um, and, you know, I've got a great, he's my great grandfather who um, became a sir you know he he was um honored by the queen and everybody speaks about him like a legend in the family and he's our hero and um you know it's all it's all um used to support us in being successful the stories the legends the also the belief the self-belief that builds into ourselves um but as i've been studying this subject and really um, studying the the empire, I've had to really question some of those beliefs and really come to terms with maybe, you know, have we painted a story of our history that makes us really good? Was there anything dark? Like you said, the dark side, right? Was there anything on the dark side that we we don't we weren't told about that we don't know because the history of empire was not beautiful it was not graceful it was not kind mm. absolutely I, I i can yeah i totally agree with that i think you know empire has a has a dark history as well as a positive one um and it's really easy to you know forget one side of it but but the reality of the world that we live in today i guess is one where we are shaped by both the good and the bad um, nice. And it is always important to try to recognize and be honest and appraise history for what it was. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's only through that appraising it for what it was, recognizing both the strengths and the weaknesses, the good and the bad, 
that we can understand the kind of you know the crucible through which we have been forged ultimately. Mm -hmm. um, there there are many people on the you know South Asian subcontinent that you know suffered awfully um, for you know a really long time, um, and the the impact of empire can be measured in 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 you know in terms of mortality as well. But but I guess but I guess in you know in today's world. I guess the question you're asking is, sh should you be proud of, and do you have privilege from the fact that your great-grandfather was a sir? Mm. Yeah, and that's the thing. Or, or should I acknowledge both sides of it, and should mm -hmm. I think about, you know, actually that privilege, I can use that privilege in a way that benefits others. I have experiences and knowledge and um you know, like almost things that I'm not aware of by virtue of that background that I can apply to the benefit of others and help create a more equitable world, and especially in the workplace. Mm -hmm. You know, just listening to both of you just sharing your stories, I think, I think there is something in this around recognising history and that we're not a product. We're, 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 we are a product of our history, but we're also, we can take accountability ownership responsibility for what we do with that mm. and yes there's you know we, we all share I think the three of us here share and perhaps some of our audience will also identify with this that having history that ties in with the colonial past um, in, in particular the empire and its impact in South Asia um, our families perhaps have benefited in certain ways from it and, and and not benefited in certain ways. And it's recognizing that we, we do come with both the light and the dark. We do come with both sides of the coin. We don't actually, um, it's, it's, the, it's both sides that make the whole, right? Mm -hmm. So so be, be able to, being able to actually look at our own privilege. So when I've looked at my privilege, I've thought about, um, you know, if my, my extended family in India, if I'd been born in India, it would be very different for me. You know, I would have very different choices, a very different situation today. So there's that aspect of my family, my parents' choices that they made and where I am today. Um, you know, access to education. I think that is a privilege, right? We take it, do we take it for granted in the UK? Perhaps, maybe, because it's, it, we can access it. Um, so many parts of the world there isn't access to even secondary education or even primary education right so so th there's all these questions that i i feel like always come up but then the responsibility and i want to go back to what jag brought up and you visited as well Ishreen, was the burden of privilege because these questions get heavy you know they get really heavy and you can feel that um how, you know, how do you navigate that effectively as a as a way that is compassionate, empathetic, um, and truthful and honest and 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 so on? I suppose. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I'm just putting that out there really as a reflection, um, not necessarily as a question, because I'm not sure there is really one in there. But you know, there, there it, it feels complex. It feels yeah. it feels like it's a significant, massive, um, but heavy heavy as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, I get that. I get you know my great grandfather at that time he would have had to navigate certain choices, right? So there were parts during during the empire time there were parts of Colombo that he couldn't go to because he wasn't white, mm -hmm. and that sounds outrageous to me given that he was an you know he was off the country, 
and there were these people who've come from outside of the country and they're dictating where he could and couldn't go mm-hmm. but he he did what I think Jag you you point to when you talk about hacking privilege and he chose to hack the privilege rather than kind of become rebellious about it yeah so let me let me talk a little bit more about that there, there are some things about y- yourself that you cannot change you cannot change to a large extent the way you look you can't change your skin color you can't change your ethnicity or gender um, and they they're, they're relatively fixed um and and of course they are part of your identity i guess the question anybody has to ask is when somebody looks at me what what affiliations do they see what tribe do i look like i belong to um and it's okay to belong to those tribes. I guess the question then you have to ask yourself is that with the people that I need to engage with, the support that I need to garner, with those that might hold the positions of power or are able to open doors or unlock opportunities, do I need to um, let them feel that they can understand me and that we have things in common, that there is a shared identity? There are. There is common ground. And I think it's in that context that any individual has those mechanisms at their disposal to start to think about how they present themselves Mm. and that might be how you dress it might be how you walk it might be how you talk Um, it might be your passions and your pastimes that you choose to bring up to talk about Um, because you know like we're talking about tribal affiliation like football for example I hate football by the way I don't have a football club maybe that's held me back to be honest with you but if I did have a football club straight away you know, there is a huge amount of affiliation that I can I can bridge the gap of difference with people that have a background that is very different to my own, so that they start to see me as like them. And when they start to see me as like them, they will treat me as like them, and then opportunities come from there effectively. It's about ensuring that you don't get locked out of the opportunities as they are distributed. Now, you can argue, why should I have to? It's not fair. Society shouldn't operate in that way. And I don't think you should have to. I don't think anybody should have to do that. Mm. But the reality is, is that we live in an imperfect world. And, you know, these evolutionary, you know, this Stone Age brain that I talked about earlier, you know, it's going to be with us for a long time. And as long as we acknowledge the reality of where we've come from and what drives people's decisions, we can use that as a tool to our own advantage. So Mm. building that um, rapport, affiliation, relationship, and recognizing that there are elements of shared identity uh, start to unlock those unlock those doors. But I mean, I, I guess ultimately, we've all got two choices, don't we? we? We can either change ourselves to fit in, and that doesn't always feel right, and sometimes it won't be right, actually, or we change the world that we live in. Um, and changing the world is the right outcome to go after. However, um, it's slow and it's hard and it takes many many decades maybe more decades than any one lifetime so it's a change that we all chip away at but changing oneself well that's a change that any individual is completely uh in control of 100 percent. it is yours to decide to choose how you want to balance that and i think it's finding the right balance of what do i change about myself versus what do i change to change it for everybody to change society um, and everybody's balance is going to be different in this space. I have had some individuals push back on that point that I've just made, which is, let's let's face it, let me summarise it, be really concise what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying sometimes you need to fit in. 
Uh, and some people have taken umbrage with that and pushed back to me and said, I don't see why I should have to. And I fully respect that view because because there are some parts of people's identity which for whatever reason, experience, history, they will treat as non-negotiable. And that's okay. But it's really important to be really clear about if those things about your identity are non-negotiable, are there any elements that you would negotiate on, that you would share more openly, that you would use as a tool to be able to build relationships with those, those that are in power? We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for joining us. Our intention is to bring you new insights about the impact of power, privilege and purpose at work for you and for your organisation. You can check out our episode description for social media accounts and don't forget to send in your questions and you can send those to our email equitychampions at belongingpioneers.com. We look forward to sharing more about power, privilege and purpose at work with you on this podcast. Now, if you got value, please remember to share it with your networks. Please leave us a review. And as Cami said, please do remember to send us any questions that you'd like us to discuss on this podcast. And we'll see you next time. Next time. Bye.